Hey, my peachy friends out there in podcast land, this is Sarah Giovanetti Mobley coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. So today the Super Bowl is on, so better have something interesting to say because I got to compete with the Super Bowl at 6.30. So the Eagles are back in the Super Bowl, so... Philadelphia is very proud (laughs) this weekend, even though I don't follow football. I follow bodybuilding, so you'll see me tuning into the Olympia that normally happens uh, in Las Vegas around September, October of every year. So that's the sport that I follow personally. So this month is Black History Month, and I wanted to talk about my experience being mulatto in America. I happened to be born in 1973. And six years earlier than my birth date, interracial marriage was illegal. So there's a movie about uh, interracial marriage. It's called Loving. And it's a doc, not a documentary, but it's a, a drama, a love story about a couple who got married in the state of Virginia and they were both thrown in jail and they had to go all the way to the Supreme Court to have, you know, the law overturned. So in 1967, interracial marriage was finally legalized because I know when my mom and dad got married, uh, you know, uh, half of the white side of my family never talked to me, my brother, or, you know, my grandparents, I think probably for the rest of their life because, you know, there was a lot of racism back then. You know, I'm very happy that in today's day and age, you know, you know, interracial marriage and being mulatto or mixed is so acceptable. Um, as far as people just not having blatant racism, however, racism obviously is still there. There's an undercurrent of racism, and you know, but at least it's not like you can't get married. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so so that is what I'm happy for. And so, you know, Black History Month is all about celebrating African-American culture. And it's so important to really, you know, take a pause and have a moment where um, everyone can recognize what African-American people have had to go through in America and the struggles and some of the disparities um, that are happening in the black community, in the black culture. And, And one of them is the high incarceration rate of black men. Only one in four African-American women uh, ever get married as opposed to, I think it's 50% in the white community, right? And so that's why there's a lot of sisterhood um, among black women uh, versus, say, in the, in the white community. That's something that I see where black women really uh, will act like sisters. If, you know, you go out and there's another black woman in the room, you say, hey, what's up? <laughs> you acknowledge. Um, because, you know, uh, where that doesn't necessarily happen in the white community, I, there's a lot of talk about that. I see that online. So I did want to mention it. But um, the whole point of this podcast today was for me to kind of say some things 
that you can do to celebrate Black History Month. We run um, a diverse salon, and I, me being mulatto, we are a multicultural salon. And so for the people who aren't of African descent, here's some things that you can do this month to celebrate Black History Month. Of course, we all want to celebrate, but you know, just so you can have some perspective. So one of the things you can do is, you know, ask a black friend some of the challenges that they face being African American, right? So that's something you can do. Uh, you know, a lot of times if you know you're African American and you're a man and you go places a lot of times, sometimes people will hold their t- pocketbooks tight, walk to the other side of the street. They might have a hard time uh, picking up a cab. You know, people look at them suspiciously. You know, you get pulled over a lot more um, by the police. I've witnessed this, you know, firsthand, you know, um, you know, being someone who's mixed race, when I hang out with my black friends, I notice uh, a difference in how we're treated versus if I hang out with my white friends, there's a difference in treatment. I will definitely say that. And a lot of it is just a kind of a, a suspicious, like we're stealing type of a vibe. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I would I would say, um, I notice a lot of women, white women will hold their pocketbooks a little tighter, walk to the opposite side of the street, kind of scared of the black man. Um, I've seen that, you know, time and time again. I've also experienced because I'm light skinned, sometimes uh, Caucasian people do not know that I'm African American and they will drop the N word around me. I mean, I've even had friends that I was friends with for years, you know, sometimes that racism comes up, you know, from, you know, just being around family members and they're racist. And sometimes, you know, they, they've dropped it around me. So those are some of the things that I've experienced. Um, so another thing that you can do to celebrate Black History Month is help an el- elderly black senior in a nursing home. Um, you can donate to black charities. Of course, you can support black owned businesses. Um, listen to Martin Luther King's speeches, and that'll really get you inspired. You can mentor a young black inner city youth, because a lot of times, you know, if someone's living in the inner city and they happen to be African-American, sometimes they just don't even have the perspective to see something different, right? So if you're someone who is living in the inner city and all you see is, you know, drug dealers and um, gang banging and things going on the street and you feel like those are your only options, you know, if you happen to be able to hang out with someone who is a different race and maybe they're a lawyer or a business owner and they can just be taken out of that environment and shown something different. Well, now that they have a new set of eyes, their world expands and they can see something different for their life. So I always encourage that. I've mentored lots of young uh, people and just them being around me you know, gave them new eyes, gave them new hope, uh, you know, for a, a better future. They need to see something different. And a lot of times it's just you giving your words and your time. Really, that's all it is. You know, you don't even have to give any money. You can just give your experience, a word of hope, show them something different, point them in the right direction, and they can, can change their whole trajectory in their life, right? 
um, you can read books by black authors. Uh, one of the books that was very pivotal uh, in my life was a book by Maya Angelou. I know why the cage bird sings. It's an autobiography of her life, I believe from age three to age 16. And I remember reading that book when I was young and I was, you know, a teen mom and, you know, I was struggling and reading that book was like, wow, eye-opening for me because she is someone who's gone on, she's, you know, deceased now, but she went on to have massive success. She's author, you know, writer, civil rights leader. She's someone who, um, she's an actress and she's had massive success, a great, great friend of Oprah Winfrey, you know, when she was here and she was alive. And, you know, she had, she came from a tremendous struggle, tremendous disadvantage. And she was someone that I was like, even at a young age was like, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. So that's just the uh, importance of reading. You know, reading definitely will give you a different perspective on life and open your eyes and definitely give you hope, you know, because we only have one life to live. But, you know, when we start reading books, it really opens our eyes and opens our minds to someone else's life and what they lived, you know, and it's, it's very hard to necessarily a lot of times learn from someone's success, but if we can learn, you know, from someone's experience, it's like, ah, now we can apply that to our life and then maybe we can avoid some of the things. And of course we can always be inspired, you know, to be our best by learning about other people. Um, you can support black colleges, uh, or you can uh, watch a documentary um, called Eyes on the Prize. It's a civil rights documentary. And I remember when I first watched it, I remember I was going to a mostly all-white school, uh, middle school. And I remember it was Black History Month. <laughs> and... Um, and we were in history class. And I just remember, like, I asked my teacher, I said, you know, we, I said, the book we're reading doesn't really talk about, you know, anything about African Americans, you know? And so she said, you know what, you're right. And so she actually took a whole entire month and brought in the series. And I'll never forget this. Um, it was, you know, just made me feel so good that like someone listened, you know, at my age, like I noticed, (laughs) you know, I was kind of feeling like the odd one out, you know, I was like the only black kid in the class and uh, there was nothing about African-Americans. And so she took that whole entire month and she made the whole entire class watch the documentary um, series, Eyes on the Prize. And it was Emmy winning, I believe it was... um, Oscar nominated. So it's something that was, uh, uh, you know, highly prized and uh, won a lot of awards. So if you want to see a documentary about the civil rights movement, then Eyes on the Prize is an excellent one. I always recommend that. And then another thing you can do to celebrate Black History Month, of course, is attend Black cultural events, right? So I think that, um, you know, as we celebrate other cultures and we get to know other cultures and ethnic groups, what happens is we have more compassion, we have more perspective for what 
they go through, right? And we're kind of all in this human experience together. And it's really important for us to all kind of understand and work together as one instead of being divided and, you know, thinking that I'm going to stay here on my side of the street in my town with only my people where we're all, you know, interconnected and we're all living here together. And we all have to work together in some way, shape or form, right? And if, you know, and if you start to understand some of the struggles that people go through in the African-American culture. And then, you know, you can even feel great about yourself by trying to do something to help or help make a difference. Cause that's what we're really here for. We're all here to really, you know, speak about our, you know, our lives, you know, what we've been through and try to help each other. You know, at the end of the day, that's what truly makes us all feel good when we can all learn from each other and we can grow and, and learn and, and, and help each other. That's, that, that's what feels good <laughs> at the end of the day, right? So I just wanted to kind of, um, in this podcast, on a very high note, and I wanted to play Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech um, on the March on Washington, and it's just so moving. Every time I hear him speak, I get the chills all over my body. I love him for what he did for the civil rights movement because he did it with a spirit of love like Gandhi and Mother Teresa. And he really spoke with that spirit of everyone coming together and we're all brothers and sisters. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all God's children, right? And I truly believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, right? And we just need to come together in love and enjoy. And we just all need to realize that, you know, love, right? We need to just come together in love, right? So let me play for you guys um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, speech on Washington. This was August 28, 1963. Um, the March on Washington, um, a quarter of a million people rallied in Washington, D.C. And, you know, it was a demand for uh, an end to segregation, fair wages, you know, economic justice, voting rights, education. So um, here is part of his speech and hopefully you will be moved just like I am. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, whatever I want to feel motivated or inspired, I listen to this speech right here. The history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. 
It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. 
land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims by. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. I have chills all over my whole entire body. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just can't like, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> I'm like, I listen to him. I feel like Wonder Woman. I'm like, okay, when am I going to change today? So, wow, just takes my breath away. But I mean, the takeaway from his speech right there is that we are all God's children, right? And we all need to come together and brotherhood and sisterhood with compassion and empathy for our struggle and what we've gone through. So I hope that this month, everyone can reflect on Black History Month and do something to really truly support Black History Month, just like everyone supports a lot of other um, holidays, you know, like in March and you have St. Patrick's Day and, you know, a carnival and, and there's so many um, you know, cultures that are celebrated and Black History Month is to be celebrated. And again, if you want to go to uh, my Instagram page, uh, you can uh, take a look and see, I have like a list of things that you can do to support Black History Month. So I hope you guys have a blessed day and a blessed week.